What's up, everybody? Today, we are going to talk about the issues between Jordan Poole and Draymond Green. And with Jordan Poole taking the high road, is that indicative of him being a leader? And we're going to talk about can the Wizards surround, um, actually build around Jordan Poole going forward? Important questions we're going to answer them today next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. So, Man, it's been a lot of straight shots being thrown both sides. Um, Draymond Green, he's <laughs> he's even throwing shots at uh, Kevin Garnett of all people. So, looking at this, I guess I don't know how to call it, mini beef between Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. Um, Jordan Poole is actually taking the high road, you know, saying, you know, I'm in Washington, you know, I'm not worried about it. So it was actually his dad who kind of snapped back at him. So looking at that, e um, with him taking the high road and choosing not to engage in with uh, Draymond Green, is that kind of indicative of him? You know, as far as his leadership qualities, yeah, I think I think he's he's making the right decision. Every question that has been asked to him because he had an interview in Vegas uh, around the summer league time, and they kept asking him about it. He was like, "I'm in Washington now. Kuzma's a great player. I'm, I'm excited to play with Kuzma. I'm excited to be in Washington." But every time Draymond Green gets behind a microphone, he's ready to speak on the situation and say that he doesn't hit people, which is not true. He clearly hit LeBron in game, what was the game three, and got suspended in the finals, hit LeBron in the groin area. He's kicked Steven Adams in the groin area, and he stepped on Sabonis' chest. So Draymond Green has a long history of hitting people. Um, it may not be like a punch to the face. Um, and, you know, he got in a beef with Kevin Durant before as well, so it made, you know, basically led to Kevin Durant leaving the Warriors. So um, Draymond has a history of getting people's faces and, and getting people angry, getting people mad, and, and rubbing people the wrong way. That's kind of what makes him, that's kind of his identity on the court. It makes him a tough player, but at times he runs his mouth too much and he, and he runs teammates away. Apparently now Jordan Poole's the second teammate that he's running away or, or pushing away from the Warriors uh, due to just bad interactions and bad blood. Um, another good player in Jordan Poole, and we're happy to have him in D.C. But this is, yeah, this is great by Jordan Poole, but not responding. Now his dad did respond, said some things on, on social media uh, about Traymond. Uh, Jordan Poole's friend said some things about Draymond Green. And like you said earlier, Draymond Green is so ready for smoke and so ready to argue with people that there was a fake tweet out by NBA Central. Not, and it was spelled C-E-N-T-R-E-L, not R-A-L, R-E-E-R-E-L, <laughs> saying that uh, Kevin Garnett, Draymond Punch and J- they, they said that Kevin Durant, quote, I mean, Kevin Garnett quoted to say Draymond Punch and JP is like a senior punch and a freshman who's half his size and then walks around thinking, talking himself up as if he's like that. Come on, Dre. Come on and try me, Dre. And then uh, Draymond responds saying, I tried you when I was a rookie KG. And you started talking to yourself like I wasn't talking to you. What's that like? The freshman picking on a senior citizen that's double his size. So even Draymond Green got got by a fake tweet by a blue check, you know, because everybody can have a blue check now. But, yeah, Jordan Poole's taking the high road. I, I love the things that he's done as a leader already. Contact the Bilal. We've talked about this multiple times already. Um, and the way that he's answered que- questions in, in, pre- in, in uh, press conferences so far, I thought he's done a great job with that. Um, now, yes, last year we saw some immaturity with him going back and forth with Steph and uh, Draymond on the bench and Clay and some teammates and, and um, some coaches as well. 
uh, during the playoffs. Didn't play well in the playoffs either. But we know this guy is a great player. Played really well in the playoffs last season. Um, and he's going to have to step up and be a leader. Him and Kuzma. They're one of the older guys on the team. They're just the better, the best two players on the team right now. Um, and I think this is a great opportunity for Jordan Poole to really become and, and possibly hit 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 an All Star uh, type of potential. That I, I think he I think he can do it on this team. I think he's going to put up a lot of shots and get a lot of points. But can he do it efficiently and do it the right way and uh, be a leader in DC? And I think this is a great starting point for him not getting involved. You know, we saw Kuzma and Dinwiddie go back and forth. I don't blame Kuzma for going back at Dinwiddie and calling Din S word it uh, itty. Uh, I don't blame Kuz at all for that. But Jordan Poole, you know, and he's young. Draymond Green has, what, like five or six years on Jordan Poole. And um, Jordan Poole decided to take the high road. So I'm, I'm definitely back at Jordan Poole in this situation. Yeah, I agree 100%, man. You know, <clears throat> you know, we mentioned him reaching out to Bilal Koulibaly when he got drafted. That's a leadership move. But him taking on the high road, it, it definitely shows that he's trying to reinvent his image. You know, the image with him at Golden State was, you know, he was hard to play with, get an attitude. And um, sometimes people take passion – and to quick to label a guy a locker room issue. And I don't, I've never agreed with that. You know, he's a de- he's definitely a passionate player. So he's trying to reinvent his image. He's coming in here, a clean slate. Um, he's coming here with the right attitude. He's coming here with a grown man attitude. You know, he's not feeding into any of the nonsense because, Lord, man, Draymond Green. <laughs> I mean, what's his deal, man? Like, he, he's keeping it alive. It's between him and the media, and they're keeping it alive. Like, let it go. Like, first of all, you never hit anybody, man. You You – Every time you hit somebody as a cheap shot, you kick Steven <laughs> Adams in the nuts. I mean, you stomped on Sabonis, which is the worst. Like, <laughs> come on, man. What are we talking about? And then you sucker punch Jordan Poole. Come on, man. It's not like they squared up. Mm-hmm, he sucker right. punched him. Come on. Yeah. Get out of here. And then you try to act tough. Look, you ain't pulling those moves in the, in the 80s and the 90s, bro. Come on now. You ain't rolling through Detroit doing that. And then this is the thing about the NBA now, man. You know, there's a whole lot of talking, you know, but stop it, man. You know, and then you say you don't hit nobody, man. You, you know, when he hits somebody, it's so terrible at hiding it that it's like, you know, when he stomps a bonus, man, it was like it was the worst acting job ever. We knew what you were trying to do. So, yeah, the fact that he's not feeding into his craziness, man, you know. And the thing is, Kevin Garnett, which, man, look, you really don't want no smoke with Kevin Garnett because he is well known to be a trash talker. And he gets physical, man, back in his mm-hmm. playing days, man. So the fact that he kind of let it go and said, look, it's a fake account. You know, it's just people are just looking at it like it's just Draymond talking a bunch of noise. Because nobody's responded. Nobody. I mean, you can Kevin Garnett, which is a legend who, again, he's well known for giving people that smoke, man. He let it go. And same thing with Jordan Poole. It's just I think eventually it's just going to extinguish, man, because people just aren't feeding into it. It's just craziness. You know, you're trying to act tough. And then you're the guy that's cheap shotting everybody. That's not tough. Stop being a mm-hmm. cornball, man. It's just like uh, spin, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, keeping uh, this little mini beef keeping it going i just i never understood it it's like just be quiet <laughs> so that, that, that's what matt with Draymond green man you know it definitely um this whole situation definitely works in jordan Poole's favor because it's shown uh, you know he has a level of and you know he's he's a grown man coming to dc you know he's letting it go he's not feeding into it you know the dad clapped back as a parent i get it somebody mess with your kid you want to say something mm-hmm. even if he's a grown man so i get that but it's just it just shows how he's coming to dc with a clear mind and he's coming in here focused you know, a lot of people talking about why he's not smiling. Look, he's coming here focused. You know, he's coming here mad focused. And that's what I took away from him not smiling. Because that's the thing, man, <laughs> the media. They'll take anything and they'll run with it. Oh, he's not smiling. So he's upset. Why is he upset? You know, and then they want to create a thousand narratives with it. Man. No, he's just focused. Because, look, they tried to really make his image as this, you know, locker room cancer. This guy with an attitude. He's uncoachable. And come to find out, you know, of all people, Stephen Curry said, no, no, that is untrue. 
know, he's very passionate. But and and I and I hate that narrative, man. When you know guys that are passionate, especially young players, are passionate, they're quick to label them. All oh, no, he's he's got an attitude problem. No, he's passionate. You know, if you in, if you look at what they're doing in Washington, they put a coaching staff with that they're going to check him. You got leadership. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyle Kuzma is going to check him. You know, you got. He's got a support system here in D.C. that's going to set him up for success as far as leader, man. So, no, he's coming into a really good situation where he can yeah, definitely solidify himself as a building block going forward. Because I know that we're going to talk about whether he can be that guy to build around. But, yeah, I, I like it, man. He is acting like a grown man. You know, Draymond Green is just looking like a kid right now. You know, just stop. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's where I'm at with it, E. Yeah, no, I like the point that you brought up with the coaches, David Vanderpool and Brian Keith. You know, uh, Wes has had his problems kind of controlling the locker room with, you know, Montrose Harrell and Dinwiddie a couple years ago and the whole craziness going on with that. Um, David Vanderpool is a guy that can take Jordan Poole under his wing, kind of like how he did with Jordan Poole. And David Lillard and Caesar McCollum, they they give Vanderpool a lot of props. And, um, you know, we'll talk about how that uh, Jordan Poole could possibly – uh, could they build around him? And that's the question mark for them. And, and, and I think he's showing signs that, that it could be a possibility, not a strong possibility, but I think it, it, it could be. There's there's a potential chance of it happening. But, yeah, he's taking a high road. Um, and the, the Warriors didn't even suspend Draymond for that. Um, I think that's something that kind of kind of showed they, did, that they didn't really have his back like that. They did suspend Draymond for cursing out and yelling at KD and whatnot. So they did it for Kevin Durant, but they didn't suspend him for um, – the altercation with Jordan Poole. So that just from organization and uh, Jordan Poole probably wasn't happy about that either. So he's, he's taking a high road. Whenever they ask him questions about it, he just moves on. And as a young guy like that, how old was Jordan Poole? Like 24, 25. And like I said, Draymond's probably in his thirties. So um, it takes a lot of maturity from a young man like Jordan Poole to do that. Absolutely. So, you know, before we move on, man, just ignore the cornball, man. Because he's acting like a cornball. I'm sorry. <laughs> acting like a cornball. So definitely ignore him. Keep doing your thing, man, because he's definitely showing that he's a leader in D.C. And, you know, he's coming in here and he's, you know, like I said, acting like a grown man. So we're going to go ahead and move on. Um, can we build around Jordan Poole as being the guy in D.C.? That is an important question we're going to answer next. But before we do, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Take your first swing at betting Major League Baseball on FanDuel and get 10 times your bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. That's right, just 20 bucks, and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 if you can you can spend on anything, for the money line to over and under to who you think is going to be the first person to hit a home run today. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid Instantly, no waiting around. You get your money instantly. There's no better place to bet on Major League Baseball than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. And thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is on Sunday. We are going to do some more mailbag questions, so we're definitely going to answer all of your questions keep sending us your dope questions. Um, so sliding right into it. Um, we got a couple of questions on Twitter. Uh, and we actually got two fans to send them, so I'm gonna answer them because they're kind of close. Um, the first one's uh least toxic whiz fan. Uh, he says, Do you think the front office is considering building around pool? Is he capable of that situation, or do you think he'll end up like another bill situation? And the truth said, I've seen a lot of fans saying uh getting pool feels a lot like OKC when they got shy. Do you guys think that we can give them the type of role here in D.C.? With Dawkins coming from OKC, maybe that's the plan. So, um, E, looking forward, do you think that this team could center 
their rebuild around Jordan Poole, or do you think he's just a part of the foundation of uh, this rebuild? Mm-hmm. Those are good questions. Uh, shout out to Least Toxic Wizards, Wiz fan on Twitter, and the Truth on Twitter as well. Um, I, I do see some similarities with Shea when they traded with the Clippers and they got Shea Gilgis. Um, he developed into a really, really good player or a great player, averaging 30 points a game. I think Jordan Poole could definitely average 30 points a game on this roster. Um, if not 23, 24, at least, if not 30, at least 23, 24, 25. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, he averaged 25 when Steph didn't play. So he's going to get a higher usage and he may play point guard. They may explore that. He may not be the starting point guard, but there may be times where Tyus is on the bench or DeLon's on the bench and he's just bringing the ball up and kind of controlling the show. Um, he's done that many times uh, with, with the Warriors when Steph wasn't out. Even when Steph was there, there, he definitely had some opportunities where he got to run the show or come off the bench and run the show. Um, also, you know, you look at you look at guys who have left certain situations like James Harden. James Harden was with OKC where he was a six man. Jordan Poole, basically a six man with the Warriors, and he got the keys to the car. James Harden got the keys to the car in Houston. And Jordan Poole now looks like he's probably going to get the keys to the car which in, in D.C. during this rebuild to start it off. So um, I think his usage is going to go up. The shots are going to go up, and he's going to be a leader on this team. Now, when James Harden went from OKC to Houston, of course, we all knew he was going to be a good player, but we didn't know James Harden was going to be as good as he was. Those two or that two or three year run where he was MVP, taking them to the Western Conference Finals, where he just was getting to the free throw line at a crazy rate. The refs called a foul for him every time he went to the basket. Um, and I, I think Jordan Poole can get to the free throw line a lot too. He's a great free throw shooter, can shoot the three. Offensive game is great. The defensive side of the ball, of course, definitely has a lot to work on. He may never be a great defender or, or you know a lockdown defender ever, but can he calm down on the turnovers? Can he take efficient shots and can he mature as a leader on the court, on and off the court as well? I think he's certainly capable capable of doing that. So can he build around him and, and, and turn them into a, a perennial contender? That's a tough question. Um, I think they can – I think maybe two or three years from now they can, they can make the playoffs with Jordan Poole still on, still on the roster. Or would it be better for them to accumulate picks and and trade him for, for draft picks? But – it's, it's a good question, man. Time will tell. Time will tell. But I do think there's, there's a small potential for that to happen because you look what they're doing at OKC with Shea. It is taking some years, but they've drafted Chet Holmgren, Lou Dort, Jalen Williams, Josh Giddy. Maybe, maybe they can do something similar with that where they get a bunch of good young guys two or three years from now. They have a bunch of good picks. Like I said, uh, Chet, Jalen Williams, and, and Lou Dort and, and Josh Giddy. And they are, uh, 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 they can make the playoffs because I think the Thunder, I, I, I would, I would put them in the playoffs in the West at least, definitely the plan, nothing less than the plan for the Thunder upcoming this season. But yes, I do think he can have somewhat of a, a Shea Gilgis kind of being the best person on the team. And yes, you're competitive, still growing with a young roster. I do think something like that similar can happen. I don't know about a championship contender, but I do think something like a, a Thunder similar style kind of kind of playoff contender can definitely happen. Um, as being the guy, um, the center around the, the center, a rebuild around, I'm gonna say no, as part of the foundation, absolutely. I think we can definitely have a build a winning team with him as part of the foundation, but him being that sole guy, I don't believe so. But here's the thing you don't, everybody gets caught up in having you know a star, and I get it that most teams have that star, but you know, the one championships, people forget the Detroit Pistons team that won championships, um, Richard Hamilton. You had Ben Wallace. You had no headliner. I mean, you had Tayshawn Prince, but you had no headliner. You had no, like, no solidified star. You know, you, I mean, I think what we need to focus on is building a culture, like they're, what they're trying to do is a team culture where everybody does their job, 
everybody excels at their job. And we can kind of go from there because, you know, we know what it is in D.C. They're trying to create a culture that brings free agents here. But I think we need to focus on creating a team environment. You know, last year, what was the biggest issue we had? Lack of team basketball. You know, when we failed, and whether it was three-point shooting or defense, we failed as a team. It was a team effort. In transition, we were trash as a team. You know, finding that identity as a team. And I think that helps with, you know, Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole as leaders. So, you know, being the guy, I don't think we necessarily need to say, you know, hey, he's the guy. We're going to build everything around him. No, find the right pieces to fit the system. That's how you win championships. You know, people get caught up in, oh, we got to find the guy. No, I mean, you could create a team. I mean, the list goes on to championship teams where you didn't really have a clear-cut number one guy, a star. You know, I use the Detroit Pistons, you know. But, you know, some it's just some championship teams are just one through everybody does their job. And so I think that's what how the Wizards are going to be successful going forward. I definitely think he's part of the foundation. I mean, look, he's development to an all-star. Easy. You know, Kyle Kuzma, I think, is going to be a really good here in D.C. because he's going to provide leadership. But also, the time comes, whether, you know, he spends all four years or not, he's definitely an asset that contending teams are going to want to grab, whether it's just this year, next year, or the year after that, at the deadline. So, you know, and another thing we bring up when it comes to Jordan Poole is, this front office is doing everything to kind of, I mean, giving them every tool. The front office, you got three guys who can easily be general managers of their own team. You know, coaches have, again, you added really two really good coaches. I'm, I'm saying um, the move to hire those two guys is going to go down as probably one of the most important moves that the organization has made this year. I'm telling you, because they, those two coaches are the final piece to what's on sales um, coaching staff, man. And then it's going to be a, I mean, obviously, we're not going to be a playoff team. Let's be real. <laughs> we're not going to win any. I'm, but the thing is, we're, we're going to be fun to watch. And you definitely see the light at the end of the tunnel for – because I don't think it's going to be a long rebuild. I just don't. I think that – I think we can contend in three to four years. So you definitely see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, do we need work yet? Johnny needs work, but Latin needs work. But, you know, Jordan Poole being the guy, nah, I don't think so. But definitely part of the foundation, man. So I definitely agree somewhat with that um, question. I think he's definitely – a piece that is going to help this team get to contention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and maybe he could be like a Laurie Markkinen with the Jazz. You know, Laurie Markkinen got traded from the Cavs, traded from the Bulls, and he's found his place with the, with the Utah Jazz right now. He made an all-star team last year, so I think he'd have a similar uh, trajectory like that where you get traded to another team, you get a fresh start, you're the best player on the team, and he played like it. He got rewarded with an all-star nod. So congrats, Laurie Markkinen. I think Jordan Poole can do something like that. And then to, to answer the last question – from least toxic Wiz fan, he says, is he capable of that situation, or do you think it ended up like another Bradley Bill? Yeah, it, it could be similar. Do you want to do you want to build around another shooting guard? It doesn't matter what position they are. Um, as it doesn't really matter what position they are, they're point guard, shooting guard. If they're the guy, they're the guy, they're the number one guy. Uh, but yes, I don't think I don't think it would end up like another Bradley Bill situation because this front office, they're not going to give him uh, another big contract. They won't give him a no trade clause. They won't wait. And there's no way in the world again where he could be <laughs> here for 10 years and then get that super, super uh, crazy contract that Bradley Bill got. But yeah, I, I think they would make the right decision. And who knows if he'll be here to get another contract because he's on a good contract right now. I got to look at the details and see when it ends. But I, I just don't think that front office will ever let something like that happen again where they give a player, an, I'm sorry, a no, a no trade clause and uh, a trade kicker and all kinds of stuff where they can control their own destiny. They won't try to they won't try to force building around a player when you see that he's not the number one guy or that you see that you can barely really make moves and build around somebody where Bradley Bill, you had to move on the margins. They're not going to be up against the luxury tax again unless 
they feel like they really have a good roster where they can be near the luxury tax or even go over it. So I don't see them, you know, making deals on the margins again like they did and trying to make a um, make a. I'm not gonna call them a fake big three, but try to make a another solid three or false hope around what they think is a big three or big two or whatever type of roster that they, that they, that the previous regime or previous front office thought. So I don't think they they would do that again. Yeah, I agree. I, and the reasons why I think that Jordan Poole can be a marquee, marquee player here in D.C. is because he has a support system. Again, he has coaches that are going to help mentor him and check him. You know, you got a front office that, look, let's be real. Ernie Grunfield and Tommy Shepard, they couldn't build an AAU team, man. I mean, they, they couldn't build a team at LA Fitness. You got a front office now that is a legit front office. Again, you have three guys who can easily be general managers of their own team. You know, you have a competent front office. Coaching staff is there. You know, you're starting to get the culture as far as the team, and you got young guys who are very intriguing and have high upside. So, I mean, he's got a support system. He's got a – this is probably – I know people get – you know, there's people that are hating, like, oh, he's going to Washington. No, he, for a young guy who hasn't hit his prime yet, man, this is probably the best situation he can go into because you're going into a situation, again, he has a good support system. So, no, I definitely think he can handle it um, throughout this, you know, mess with Draymond and just, you know, things he said and how he's interviewed. He's coming in this situation with a clear head. He's coming in here to act like a grown man. You know, he's focused. He knows the job is hand. He knows this is not a team that's going to go to the playoffs this year. He knows what he's saying. Oh, I'm not going to see what he signed up for. He got traded. But, you know, he knows the situation he's getting himself in. You know what I mean? He knows what he's coming into. So I, I love the culture. I think this is the biggest thing that I get out of this offseason. And really, we all know this rebuild this year. But the culture, the culture change, you see it. You see the culture change. So, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely, definitely happy about what I see from Jordan Poole, man, because he's, you know, he's acting like a leader, which is desperately needed here in D.C. So we're going to go ahead and roll on. Um, definitely appreciate you guys, man. Again, definitely give us your best questions because we're going to do some mailbag questions and really gear up for the season because it's coming up quick. So thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is Sunday. We're going to do some more mailbag questions. So definitely send us your best questions and again i hope everybody has a blessed and safe weekend enjoy yourselves appreciate everybody hail to the wizards and peace